welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 126th episode, our returning guest is Jonathan Fowler. We first heard Jonathan Fowler on episodes 2, 10, 20, 21, 29, 30, 31, 32, 34, 35, 43, 48, 51, 56, 64, 74, 83, 92, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, 111, 114, 115, 116, 119, and episode 82, also featuring fellow regular guest Ash Burgess of the podcast. Jonathan graduated with a BA in history from Indiana University in 2006. He is an unabashed left-wing political junkie. He has lived and worked in South Korea for over 10 years, trying to help the citizens of that great nation hopefully talk pretty one day. One small correction to what I say later in the podcast. I mentioned Bob Woodward when I really meant to say Carl Bernstein. And now, on to the show. Yeah, so long time no see. I mean, long time no talk. I mean, how have you been? It's uh, Obviously, I've had a heck of a month here getting moved and everything, but I've, I've done my first month at the new job. It's all been good so far. What have you been up to there? Oh, nothing much. Uh, we've been uh, wrapping up our uh, election coverage at uh, at Nuvo there, and we just had our big uh, voters guide issue come out this week. So, been uh, trying to talk to all the candidates that are on the uh, ballot for the congressional, the state, and countywide here in Indianapolis area. So, been trying to hit them all. Uh, some Republicans are are. Uh, are definitely more responsive than others. I'll say that, but uh, all the Democrats pretty much responded. So, <laughs> yeah, they don't got anything to be ashamed of yet. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> no, I I read your I read one of your articles, which was the one about um, what the candidates said about impeachment and stuff. And I saw like all the all the Democrats said various things of varying levels of you know, I don't know maybe we could or gosh we don't want to jump to conclusions and then like all half the republicans were like no response no response no response <laughs> exactly well, well we know what their response is going to be it's going to be of course they won't yeah. ever <laughs> it's been a disgraceful disgraceful time recently hasn't it mm-hmm. yeah we've been having trump uh, ramping up the fears <laughs> on the border where we've got troops being sent as a political stunt so that's all yeah, going on so obviously a political stunt i mean it's you know yeah going into this election has been you know i mean we've been saying you know me and maybe sarah kinzinger have been saying fascism 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 since day one and you know it does it always starts with the jews doesn't it (laughs) it does it's it's weird how that works (laughs) yeah who could who could have possibly known who could have seen this coming who could have predicted Never before in history Don't have we be seen alarmist. this play out. <laughs> yeah. And of course he's using the military to reinforce a border that won't even theoretically need reinforcing for another two months. These people are like a thousand miles away from the border. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know. It's – I don't know. Anyways, we, we should probably set this up for future listeners possibly, but mm-hmm. a little bit more. But yeah, the, the, the things that Trump has been doing in the lead up to this, this midterm election – The Democrats have let immigration in our country get out of control with their horrible not allowing us to have any votes to get passage. We need Democrat votes to change the immigration laws. They haven't given us any votes. And I actually think 
that they will. As far as the caravan, which is very dangerous, you see what's been happening. As far as the caravan is concerned, our military is out. We have about 5,008. We'll go up to anywhere between 10 and 15,000 military personnel on top of Border Patrol, ICE, and everybody else at the border. Nobody's coming in. We're not allowing people to come in. If you look at what happened in Mexico two days ago, with the roughness of these people in the second caravan that's been forming, and also, frankly, in the first caravan, and now they have one forming in El Salvador, and we are thinking very seriously, immediately stopping aid to those countries, because, frankly, they're doing nothing for the American people. Immigration is a very, very big and very dangerous, a really dangerous topic. And we're not going to allow people to come into our country that don't have the well-being of our country in mind. Yeah, I mean, he's getting desperate and he's really just throwing anything against the wall. Uh, we haven't even talked about him saying that he can uh, do away with the 14th Amendment with an executive order. Number one, the 14th Amendment is very questionable as to whether or not somebody can come over, have a baby, and immediately that baby is a citizen. Uh, you okay? know, the court has pretty much said you're that right. it reads it, an immigrant well, there. This, this is a minority it, legal Chris, opinion you're talking about. there are many people that totally feel that... They I may want look, it that way. Amending is too big a deal. It's going to take... It'll be two terms. I'd be in my second term or my eighth year by the time, assuming everything went smoothly, because to amend the Constitution... Takes a long time, I believe, especially on a very divisive issue. I believe you can win it legally, okay? I believe you can win it legally. And in any event, the parents have to leave. Um, yeah. You know, and, and birthright citizenship, which uh, I find it extra rich that the Republicans that were so worried about Obama's executive order use are now just like so blithely letting this guy run amok. Bob Woodward, who just had that book Fear come out, which I still need to read, but uh, he was saying his sources in the White House are telling him that Trump is floating the idea that if this election goes bad, and it kind of <laughs> seems like it is, He's just going to declare it to be invalid, and he'll just say that <laughs> it was all, you know, fake news, you know, that they lost, and, and he'll just... I talked to people in the White House, on, uh, or in touch with the White House on Friday, who believed that if the uh, congressional midterms are very close and the Democrats were to win by five or seven seats, that uh, Trump is already talking about how to throw legal challenges into the courts sow confusion, declare a victory, actually, uh, and say that the election has been illegitimate, that that is really under discussion uh, in the White House. I was told that on, on Friday. And I think Bill Maher is right, too, uh, when he says that Trump is only going to leave when he wants to. And finally, new rule of all the fairy tales we've told ourselves here in America. The one we most need to get rid of now is, in America, no one is above the law. Let conservatives get weepy-eyed about this magic, infallible constitution that Jesus personally delivered to the Capitol. <laughs> it's incumbent on the rest of us to remain clear-eyed about its flaws. And when you don't have to follow the orders of law enforcement, as Trump clearly doesn't, you are above the law. I am... I'm tired of hearing TV lawyers say the president can't refuse a subpoena. Even Rudy Giuliani said that. He said, you got to do it. I mean, you don't have a choice. Yeah, except that was in 1998 when Clinton was president. <laughs> now, Rudy says, we don't have to. He's the president of the United States. As Rudy's three ex-wives can tell you, he's not really good at being married to anything. 
I know liberals have this vision of Trump forced out of the White House and arrested, but that's not going to happen no matter how many cartoons of it you post on your Facebook feed. <laughs> the noose is tightening, I hear people say. No, the noose is not tightening. His face is always that color. <laughs> the Constitution does not give permission to indict or prosecute a president. You can't legally resist arrest, but he can. Could you ignore a subpoena? Could you pardon yourself? If your obedience to the law is strictly voluntary or compelled by shame, of which he has none, you are above the law. If you don't believe me, the next time a cop is writing you a ticket, try saying, I don't think so, officer. Your traffic stop is a witch hunt. <laughs> and don't bother arresting me either. I've already pardoned myself. Executive privilege, bitch. <laughs> Checks and balances is a cute theory, but have you met Paul Ryan? <laughs> the Constitution only has two recourses for an evil president, the 25th Amendment, which allows the cabinet to remove a president who was crazy and incapacitated, which might work if Trump's cabinet wasn't crazy and incapacitated. <laughs> <laughs> And impeachment. But impeachment means nothing without conviction, which requires 67 votes in the Senate, which even after the best blue wave election ever would mean at least a dozen Republicans crossing party lines. Not going to happen. We're on the honor system, and Republicans are fresh out of honor. <laughs> John Adams had it right back in 1780 when he said, there is nothing which I dread so much as a division of the republic into two great parties. But that's what happened. And even the founders couldn't foresee our current level of tribalism, where half of us would hear Laurel and half would hear Yanni. <laughs> <It's Yanni. laughs> they never imagined a Congress full of shameless partisan enablers who wouldn't turn on Trump if they found out he was using the eternal flame to light farts. <laughs> and in, in that atmosphere, this president doesn't have to do anything, anything, except explore how far he can go until he stopped like the way he used to walk into the dressing room at the Miss Universe pageant. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. We're playing 3D chess, and he... Yeah, he's playing I Tip the Board Over. <laughs> because here's what's gonna happen. Mueller will request an interview. Trump will say no. Mueller will then subpoena him. Trump will say, go fish. <laughs> it goes to the Supreme Court. They're partisan now, too. We learned that in Bush versus Gore. But say they do the right thing and order him to honor the subpoena. And he still says no. What do we do then? Call Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> That's when the same experts will be saying, a president has never defied the Supreme Court. Stop telling me he'll never do that. He always does that. <laughs> it's not normal is not an argument that works on Donald Trump. That's the kind of dare that makes him hard. <laughs> it's like a penis pump that runs on coal.
if the Supreme Court rules against him, he'll attack them, just like he did the FBI and the Justice Department. The Supreme Court will be the new deep state enemy, and their rulings will be fake news. <laughs> this year, when President Xi of China made himself president for life, Trump said, president for life, I think it's great. Maybe we'll have to give that a shot someday. <laughs> A month later, he suggested he should have four terms, like FDR. People say he's joking about this stuff, but when has Trump ever told a joke? <laughs> His idea of a funny gag is making Mike Pence kiss his ass in public. <laughs> Maybe the reason he keeps saying he wants to be president for life is because he wants to be president for life. I don't see this guy leaving office even if he loses in 2020, to be honest, or in 2024 or whatever if he wins re-election. I doubt he'll probably just make himself president for life. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't mm -hmm. and why the Republicans wouldn't go along with that if he did. So I I don't know. It's it's <clears throat> you know we always say it can never happen here and then it does and stuff and we think there's no new low with this guy, but there is. But I think that might be a bit too far. I I think you know. <clears throat> um, to some degree, to some some bare bones degree, certain parts of the institutions have held. Um, you know, he, you know, he seems to know that you know he he says certain things that he doesn't do, right? Mm -hmm. He talks about doing them, but then like when it seems like he's not going to be able to do them, he doesn't even try them. Okay. But it's a tr trial balloons. He's just seeing how they're testing the water, seeing what the reaction would be. Yeah, but I, I, I don't see him trying to actually physically stay in the White House if, you know, I can see him bitching and moaning all the way to probably jail is where he's going to end up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's not fair. Oh, it's fake news. Oh, the, the Dems betrayed me. Oh, you know, <clears throat> what, whoever he wants to blame. I can see him blaming everybody in town on the way out of Washington, but... <laughs> I, I think he would leave, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, um, I, I hope I that's what happens. I would like it to be that way. It's just, I worry that, you know, the, there's no, uh, there's no bottom with these people and there's no place they won't follow him, you know? Okay. So. Well, okay. Let me, let me kind of come back on that a little bit because he talked last week about sending 5,000 troops to the border to reinforce the Southern border to, you know, I mean, for his low information Republican voters who think the the, the 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 migrant caravan is like imminent right now when it's actually over two months out, probably uh, he's going to try to he's sending troops to the border before the election in the most. I mean, he it's not even really trying to fool any. I mean, it's like the people who are going to be fooled by this action are just so monumentally stupid. And I'm sorry if any of them are listening right now. And I'm sorry to, you know say a lot of like scandalous things but it, it doesn't matter you know we can say whatever anybody in america can say whatever the hell they want right now apparently <laughs> because <laughs> oh, you know, good. the wheels are coming off it's yeah. uh i mean um so he's sending five thousand troops to the border and then like a couple of days later you know yesterday he's like oh we're gonna we're gonna jump it up to 15 15 000 mm -hmm. troops at the border uh, never mind. We've already got ICE. We've already got, you know, the the border border patrol, the homeland, uh, you know, whatever the. Um, oh, God, I get so mad. I can't even think sometimes <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 
the National Army Army Reserve or whatever. And we've, we've got all these things already down there or whatever. But he's like, we got to send. No, we got to send our troops right on a comparable level to what we have in Afghanistan at this point, which that's a whole nother story. But um, <clears throat> I don't know, like four or five, five or four, four, like between four and six days before the election. That is so nakedly a play to rile up his racist voters again and make them think there's something, you know, afoot that they're in danger again. You know, the playing to the fear again, playing to the racism, playing to the anger. Yeah. This guy, you know, if yelling fire in a crowded theater means anything, this guy should wind up in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, after the, after the, after the, 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 uh, after the thing that happened in the, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, I don't know. After, I mean, after various things, after the bombs in the mail to mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, George Soros, Barack Obama, Joe Biden. Uh, CNN. CNN. Who am I forgetting? There's like well, five or six of them are still... Yeah. Well, he apparently had a list of like a hundred and they're just contacting people now and he didn't even get them all out. So, yeah. Yeah. Apparently the guy was either incompetent or he just, you know, I don't know. I, obviously, if you're trying to send a bomb in the mail, you've got various concerns there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> emotionally as well as other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the one hand, you want them to explode when the people try to open them, but on the other hand, you don't want them to explode while they're in the mail. So the fact that none of them have exploded doesn't mean that he didn't intend them to be explosive, right? I mean, it might just be that he erred a little bit too much on the side of not having them be too explosive so there wouldn't be any pre you know, pre fires. Uh I gotta say I gotta give the guy credit. <laughs> Uh, you know, having a return address of Debbie Wasserman Schultz in Florida was a stroke of genius, because even if you miss your target, then they're going back on another target you probably want to hit. So he, he's a fucked up idiot. But like there, there's a certain I don't there's know a logic. There's a logic to it. Yeah, I but, you know, for, of course, Republicans are going to scream and bitch and moan. No, it's not Trump's fault. Those guys, they can't be tied to Trump. Trump didn't tell them to do that. Uh, um. It's, you know, it's it's getting a little it's wearing a little thin, the, the excuses and stuff, uh, you know, no, don't you, play stupid for your own. The Fox News audience. Nobody else is buying it anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we know what's the cause of all this, you know, and they could say, yeah. oh, well, there's that one Bernie Bernie Sanders guy who shot up the baseball field and stuff and Steve Scalise or whoever was wounded and all this stuff. It's like, yeah. But Bernie didn't preach violence. Bernie didn't tell that guy to do that. That guy was a true lone wolf. Donald Trump has been using irresponsible rhetoric since 2015, honestly, since longer than that. Yeah. He's been advocating violence left and right in a variety of ways. And now his chickens are coming home to roost. So shut the fuck up about, you know, this one shooter who shot some Republicans this one time for some you know reason that nobody can ascertain. Like, it's not the same thing. You have to think about it for about two seconds to figure that out. Exactly. And then you see, like you mentioned, the, you know, Bernie Sanders guy. What did Bernie Sanders do right after that? He denounced the guy. He He disavowed him. Yeah. Not what I stand for. I never said this. This guy has nothing to do with me. I have nothing to do with this. Madam President, I have just been informed 
that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice this morning is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. I am sickened by this despicable act, and let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society, and I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. Real change can only come about through nonviolent action, and anything else runs counter to our most deeply held American values. I know I speak for the entire country in saying that my hopes and prayers are that Representative Scalise, congressional staff, and the Capitol Police officers who were wounded make a quick and full recovery. I also want to thank the Capitol Police for their heroic actions to prevent further harm. Thank you, Madam President. You know what I mean? Like, he disavowed it immediately. What did Trump do? He basically co-signed, and he just basically doubled down on the media as the enemy of the people, and this is really your own fault, and stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, basically. As part of a larger national effort to bridge our divides and bring people together, the media also has a responsibility to set a civil tone and to stop the endless hostility and constant negative and oftentimes false attacks and stories. No one should carelessly compare political opponents to historical villains, which is done often, it's done all the time. Got to stop. We should not mob people in public spaces or destroy public property. Any acts or threats of political violence are an attack on our democracy itself. No nation can succeed that tolerates violence or the threat of violence as a method of political intimidation, coercion, or control. We all know that. Such conduct must be fiercely opposed and firmly prosecuted. <laughs> so. you know, he, he did his normal thing. He read his prepared script with little passion about, oh, gosh, violence is not the answer, da-da-da-da-da. The safety of the American people is my highest and absolute priority. I have just concluded a briefing with the FBI, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, and the U.S. Secret Service. As we speak, the packages are being inspected by top explosive experts, and a major federal investigation is now underway. The full weight of our government is being deployed to conduct this investigation and bring those responsible for these despicable acts to justice. We will spare no resources or expense in this effort. And I just want to tell you that in these times, we have to unify. We have to come together and send one very clear, strong, unmistakable message that acts or threats of political violence of any kind have no place in the United States of America. It's a very bipartisan statement, I can tell you from both sides. We both agree on that. This egregious conduct is abhorrent to everything we hold dear and sacred as Americans. 
My administration will provide additional updates as they become available. And I just want to thank everybody for their understanding. We're extremely angry, upset, unhappy about what we witnessed this morning. And we will get to the bottom of it. Right. But then he's, you know he's right he back to leading it. chance of <laughs> lock her up. And now he's lock him up about this uh-huh. Gillian guy or who's this guy? I forget where he's at. Oh, Andrew He's Gillen, running pretty the strong. Florida uh, governor, Democrat. Yeah, yeah. So a thief too. It's, yeah, he he didn't he didn't call up any of the people, including former presidents who were threatened, which is unprecedented. You know, as as bad as I thought George W. Bush was back in the day, if there had been an assassination attempt made against Bill Clinton, I have not a moment's doubt in my mind that George W. Bush would have called him up and said, "Look." This was not cool. You're going to be our, under our protection. I don't endorse this. You know, we're opponents in politics. We're not, you know, mortal enemies. I have no doubt in my mind that George W. Bush would have taken that step. Mm-hmm. With Donald Trump, you know, that's a bridge too far for him. It's disgraceful. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, people say, oh, if we don't have a border, we don't even have a country anymore. No, this shit right here, where one party acts like somebody trying to kill the other party on their behalf is kosher, that's when we don't have a fucking country anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to have a country much longer, and it's going to be the Republicans' fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, pretty scary. But, I mean, I guess uh, if you want to look at the glass half full of this, I, I think the Republicans know they're in deep trouble, and I don't want to get over my skis like I did last election, of course, because we did do – that's part of the reason I wanted to do this uh, election one with you here, because I remember we did our big uh, kind of triumphant one at the end of the uh, <laughs> last election season for Election Day, and uh, I definitely mm-hmm. thought that a different outcome was uh, in store for us all. But, uh, you know, I do feel you know somewhat confident that this you know blue wave, at least in the House, is coming, and, and the Republicans know that. I don't think mm-hmm. that the Republicans are even having a hope of of keeping the House at this point. I think all they want is it to be close. They don't want it to be like a landslide. Like that's really all they're playing for right now. Um, yeah. So they well, don't five, want like five yeah. Nate Silver and five thirty eight saying. I think he's saying uh, Republicans have got about a twenty percent chance of of uh, maintaining the House, and Democrats have about like a fifteen percent chance or something of taking the Senate. Yeah. So the sen- the Senate's a we, tough we, one, man. We really drew a bad hand in the Senate this time. Yeah. Well, 2020 is going to be a little bit different, I think, oh, about yes. the numbers that are up and stuff. But, oh, yes. but, you know, fuck waiting two more years. We need we need to put the brakes on this crazy shit now. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I, I was saying, you know, I, at first I was saying, I think, like, I thought Trump would be impeached in six months, which by all rights, he should have been. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know, long, long guess, two years. I said, there's no way this guy finishes his four years. You know, so far... You know, I apparently I had more faith in the <laughs> common decency of some of the Republicans in office at that point than I, you know, than they deserved, basically. So but, hey, I, I cast my vote this week. I cast my absentee ballot. You vote yet? Uh, I'm actually at the library now where early voting is taking place. So uh, I think Ash and I are probably going to probably try to take care of that later today, actually. So, yeah, and, uh, Trump is coming back to Indy today. <laughs> So he'll be downtown. He spoke to the FFA convention last week, and now he's coming back uh, to uh, campaign for Mike Braun. But uh, I may be going to that. I uh, submitted a uh, 
request for uh, media credentials, which were still pending last I checked. So <laughs> they may be Googling yeah. me now since I mean, like, we can't let this guy in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe parts of this conversation probably ought to be edited then. <laughs> no, they're not, they're not going to give an interview. doesn't matter. What, no. what could you even say to them anyways? It's, you yeah. know. What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. How dare you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Those are the only questions yeah. I have. <laughs> At long last, sir, have you no decency? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we already know the answer, so yeah, screw yeah. that. But, but uh, anyways, on the I got exciting, my... exciting tip, I actually did get uh, approved for media credentials for the Republican uh quote-unquote victory party on election night uh downtown at the Ooh. jw marriott so uh i may get a first-hand look at see uh what the uh reaction is uh to the results here so no when life gives you lemonades go make lemons <laughs> something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh boy well i i have you have you paid attention to like the ballot measure or whatever like all the the down ballot stuff and stuff like that or a uh, balanced budget uh one did you see that on the ballot there yeah i voted no yeah you should vote no i think because i mean the the reasoning i've heard and i'm going to write a story about this here this weekend probably is that um they're going to require in the constitution of the state that the balance Mm -hmm. the budget has to be balanced and what they're yeah, going to do they're is gonna they're going to come after quote unquote yeah. entitlements, right? Yeah, which is such a weaselly way to say earned benefits because you paid into them. It's not an entitlement of anything. Um, but anyway, yeah. yes, they will cut all the social programs to make that work. And I'm sure they'll just let everything else just spend as much as it wants to. But yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation with my mom last week and she was telling me about like, well, I, you know, Jonathan, have you voted yet? And I'm like, well, not yet. And she's like, well, there's this ballot issue I was looking at. And I was like, I don't know what it's about. I need to do some more research. And I said, it sounds to me like they want to require a balanced budget in the state of Indiana so that they can cut programs they don't like when they inevitably go over the budget. And in our methed out state, I don't think cutting social programs is what we need. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know? And so I, I voted no, and I hope to God she voted no. But I think, you know, based on what you're saying, I think I pretty much read it right right from the get-go. So. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look, uh, if you ever heard of the group ALEC, A-L-E-C, American Legislative um, Exchange Council, it's a huge conservative uh, thing that gets uh, – anyway, they, their their specialty is state legislators, state write, laws. Yes. They, they write them, and then they give them to the, the legislators to just yep. rubber stamp, basically. Yeah. See, this, this is, is, is why we can't, out of their this is why we can't have a country anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They, they've outsourced the governing to these – goddamn special interest groups mm-hmm. i don't know man it's exactly. it's insane how many people don't see it mm-hmm. it's a disgrace yeah but they'll just read and they're like well balanced budget that sounds good to me yes yeah, <laughs> like that's what I, they're hoping they'll say in my family we got to balance our budget <laughs> <laughs> if i can do it surely the state of the goddamn government can do it too <laughs> right exactly <clears throat> yeah blame the government yeah, yeah don't i don't know whatever it's uh yeah i hope we have a blowout i i don't know i'm prepared for something less than that much less than that and hey you know there's a 20 percent chance we don't get anything basically so oh yeah (laughs) and if that happens if that happens lock your fucking doors go underground because this you know the country i don't know 
Well, I mean, Democrat. what's going to happen is uh, if the Democrats don't take the House, it's going to be like saying that the last two years have been a okay. Like that's basically the message that everyone's going to take from that, and then it's going to well, get so. It's much- going to it's going to be saying that even after you know, <clears throat> uh, you know, even after what can we say? Even after, uh, even after all the cases where Republicans have taken the presidency, although they didn't win the popular vote. And even though Donald Trump lost by 3 million votes, and even though obviously Americans are more divided and pissed off than they've been in a long fucking time, that the government is not responsive because it's been gerrymandered within an inch of its life. And government doesn't work anymore. It doesn't represent the people anymore. That's basically what it will be saying. I have never heard a Republican make a credible argument that a majority of Americans support this president. Mm-hmm. You know, they can they can. Oh, well, you know, he understood the the Electoral College and that's why he was so smart. He knew how to get the votes in the Electoral. No, he didn't. He didn't think he was going to win. It's well established. He thought he was going to lose and open his TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got lucky. And I don't know. Certain very clever Republicans have been, you know, laying the groundwork for this kind of thing for a very long time. Apparently it's very anti-democratic and, Oh, but we're not a democracy. We're a, we're a Republic. Didn't you know? It's like, (laughs) shut the hell up. We're a democracy. When you want us to be a democracy, we're a Republic when it's convenient for you to say we're a Republic, (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) Adhere to what, you know, the people uh, adhere to what Americans, you know, Americans, we, we don't think we can change our government anymore. You know, we're, we're beholden to the way things have been. And I think I think if you look historically, that has not been the case until quite recently. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a sad state of affairs that uh, Americans today don't think that we're smart enough or adaptable enough to be able to make smart changes to the government when it needs it. Because when we can't change the government when it needs it, the government is very rapidly. It's like it's like not putting oil in your car. Things are going to mm-hmm. grind to a halt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that's you got to consider too, and I saw Chris Hayes from uh, uh, MSNBC point this out. It's like between the Supreme, yeah, right, the fake news. The fake news pointed this out, made a great point, fake point. Uh, So, uh, but you you consider what are the levers of power? We got the Supreme Court, we got the Senate, and we got the Electoral College, and those are three cases where the will of the people is not represented by those in power. So you've got the Supreme Court has a conservative majority now, even though we can see that most Americans are not that way. We have a Senate that doesn't represent the people because the you know for the founders were yeah. trying to give the slave states more power and and they couldn't count the slaves yeah. so, so they got yeah, yeah. the electoral college and everything North gets Dakota has as much power as California. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's well, totally okay, it's the way it's the way things are meant to be, but like, ah, you know, it's too much. It's, uh, like it's it's yeah. it's it's there's a tension there, and it's going to continue being a tension. And it's you're especially going to see it when the the Republicans keep the House. This is my prediction, my bold prediction, uh, that I think the Republicans are going to keep the House. They may even pick up a seat or two, and then in the, the, House, the House or the I Senate. Think, no, sorry, the Senate. Uh, yeah. The Senate, the Senate, they're probably going to pick up a seat. Don't, don't piss me off even more here, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're going to, um, they're going to probably keep the Senate pretty much the way it is. But the House is probably going to go to the Democrats. I hope, fingers crossed, knock on wood. But um, you know, that's that's going to represent more of the people, and the Senate is increasingly not going to, and the Senate is going to continue to be the one to 
do the you know supreme court nominations and all these other things and the country is going to be not representative of the people even more so yeah well it's uh what i hope is that my dearest wish is that if and when democrats take back the house somebody who's in charge cracks the whip on these people and says no you're not going to go with the republicans on this little thing or that little thing we are going to fucking hamstring this president for the next two years if it takes that or shorter if the republicans get tired of not having anything passed and they finally you know throw this guy to the curb uh, you, you know, you don't get to play both sides. You don't, I don't care about your local election. I don't care about, you know, local concerns. I, I don't care about your, you know, local demographic. You, we're going to, we're going to play hardball like the Republicans have been doing for some time. And, you know, you know, mm-hmm. damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. That's, that's just how it's got to be. I mean, <laughs> if we have these, you know, if we have if we have red state Democrats trying to play ball with Trump on this little oh. issue, because because that's the thing. It only takes one or two of them on. Well, it may take a few more than that if they take the House. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it only takes a handful of them to to sink any chance of Democrats ever opposing any anything. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much happens on every issue. There's always one or two here or there. And sometimes it's different ones. Sometimes it's kind of predictably the same ones. Mm-hmm. But it's not cool. <laughs> it's not, yeah. you know. We the, the the Democrats need to grow a spine. They need to establish uh, central authority that that holds people to account. Mm-hmm. They they can't keep giving passes to people who want to jump ship and cross the board cross the cross the line on these various issues because the end result is that Democrats never hold the line. Mm-hmm. Never. It's disgraceful. Yeah. And that and, and frankly, Democrats holding the line on something is the one thing that Republican voters might actually respect because they yep. don't respect what the hell Democrats have been doing for the past God knows how long. And they're still so. doing it. And you haven't been in Indiana for the uh, constant barrage of Joe Donnelly, Mike Braun ads. But, man, Joe Donnelly has gone down a dark path of really playing to trying to get those few little scraps of Trump voters that he can get over and just completely disregarding his base. Like you should see these commercials, dude. Like I'll pl- I'll play one of them in here, but like, he's like, I support the border wall. I, you know, this, that, and the third, I, su- you know, I stand with Donald Trump on these issues and stuff. And it's just like, for the most part, I'm an easygoing guy, but not when Mike Braun keeps lying about my record. I split with my own party to support funding for Trump's border wall. The liberal left wants to chop defense spending. No way. I'm not into a fair fight. I'm about giving our troops the edge. I voted to extend the Bush tax cuts. And Mike Braun, he ships jobs to China. We've got to cut that out. I'm Joe Donnelly. I approve this message. Oh man, dude, you just don't even care about the people in your base. You never, you never see the other side doing this. You never see Republicans. They tri- double and triple down on their base. They know that that mm-hmm. people respect. You know, one thing that they respect is you standing up for what you actually believe in. And most people, issue by issue. If Democrats would stand up for what they actually believe in, agree with Democrats. And it's just maddening to see them just forego everything, just chasing these few little votes. And it just makes them look so weak. It's just like stand up because the other side's never going to respect you, dude. Doesn't matter Mm -hmm. ever. They don't care. They're never going to let you in their club. They're never going to respect what you say. Just go hard and go for what you actually believe in. And people will respect that and come around because that's what the that's why the Republicans run everything, basically. Yeah. 
you yeah you can try to be a republican you know diet republican or whatever mm-hmm. but at the end of the day <laughs> republicans prefer the the full refreshing flavor of the actual republican <laughs> right it's like you know i don't exactly. know i mean yeah to, to some degree i it, it it's a complicated issue and there's a there's a huge debate i think going in the left wing in America right now about, you know, do we need to hold all Democrats everywhere to a certain standard or do we need to let certain people do certain things in their districts that let them win if, you know, generally they're going to vote with us? And it's a it's a it's a complicated issue. And I'm and I think anybody who tells you that, no, we can run a Bernie Sanders in every single district and it'll always win, you know, they're you know, they're uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is they're they're not being real we could say you know they're living in a little bit of a fantasy world but mm-hmm. i will say you know joe donnelly did vote against uh supreme court what's his name brett kavanaugh didn't he mm-hmm. he did but so, uh respect yeah. mm-hmm. but but that was the thing he, i that was one thing where like people were like oh okay you know he did that but then you know he goes off on these other things like he voted for gorsuch you know, so, I mean, he doesn't hold the line on everything. It's kind of a case by case thing with him. And it's it's just yeah. kind of crazy that he jumps back and forth between this because it's like they still excoriate him for voting against Kavanaugh. You know what I mean? So just yeah. go go run hard that way because they don't you know, they don't respect you the other way. So. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, Gorsuch wasn't a credibly accused rapist. So <laughs> attempted rapist. no, but his name also wasn't Merrick Garland, was it? So. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, Democrats have got a long way to go, and mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know. We got to, we just got to be positive. We've got what four more days next Tuesday. We're gonna get these, get these results and stuff. Find out what's going on, and mm-hmm. and hopefully it's it's gonna be like pulling the e brake on a car. You know, <laughs> it's gonna bring us to a screeching, screeching halt as a country. Yes, I hope so. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But. So yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, like, uh, what's what else has been going on other than the election? <laughs> so how how are the kids? <laughs> oh, kids kids are fine. Yeah, yeah, they were actually in the paper this week. We had them dress up as politicians, and they were uh, to go with my voting guide. So I had a wow. little yeah little picture of them uh, dressed up as uh, they were holding signs that one said trick uh, vote trick uh, vote treat. Uh, the trick was the red. <laughs> the the treat was blue. Uh, I showed that to my dad. He picked up on the symbolism right away. So <laughs> oh boy! He's <laughs> like, why is the red one the trick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dad, there's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a hard one. You know, they say you get more conservative as as you get older. I don't see the Republican Party ever being a home for me. You know, nope. like number one, I'm I'm not religious. So the <laughs> fact that, you know, 50 yeah, percent of everything there's still time. Try to do, there's still time. <laughs> yeah, right. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the the uh, what do you call it? Reclamation. No, the. I was going to say deathbed conversion. but <laughs> No, no. What is what is the thing Christians think is going to happen where God's going to pull up all the souls and leave oh. some people here <laughs> the rapture <laughs> oh the rapture hasn't happened yet so we'll, we'll see but no but you'd be, no, you'd be I, left on earth if you, that was true right now <laughs> yeah thank god probably a lot of hot chicks still on earth with me too <laughs> better odds okay. speaking of that i've been on tinder man i've been swiping this way and that Oh man, tell you me know. about that. Yeah, that wasn't even a thing when when I was still single. <laughs> oh man, oh uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's 
it's a brave new world. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I had a date last Saturday, and uh, it was good. I mean, we had a good conversation. My concern was that, like, she's way over on Eastern Seoul, and I'm, like, way over here in Buchon, west of Seoul a little bit. So, you know, it would probably take us about two hours to get to each other's respective areas, and it takes about one hour for us to even meet in the middle. And so, you know, my concern was basically that, that that distance was going to make it hard to build a relationship, I guess, or whatever. So, um, but I've got another one tomorrow, um, but she's in Gangnam, you know, Gangnam style, that song, Sai, a couple of years ago, uh, but which is pretty far too, but, you know, uh, you know, I could do a lot of worse things than go on a date. So we're going to do that tomorrow at five and then. I've got another date lined up for Monday afternoon at 4 p.m., and normally that would be a problem, but actually on Monday we don't have all of our classes, so after mm. the morning and early afternoon classes I should be finished. So she lives a lot closer to here, so we're going to – I don't know what she wants exactly, but we're going to see about that. So she just contacted me tonight. So mm. I don't know, man. I've been screwing around on Tinder, like jumping on it here or there for like a couple hours and then like, you know – forgetting about it for two or three months and then checking it out again and nothing really happens and mm. whatever. It's been a big waste of time. Yeah. Just now that I've got my move done now that I'm, cause like for the past, you know, since March this year, I've been in constant state of flux where I knew I didn't want to stay at that place. And so starting anything at that time seemed pretty foolhardy. So, but now that I've moved to this place, like the job's going well, I think the boss likes me a lot here. Students are all pretty happy. Everybody's happy. And I think he's already said, you know, we might make you a manager, da, 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 you know, we want you to stay for more than just one year. We hope you'll stay for several years at least and stuff, da, 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 and stuff like this and stuff. So I think everything's really positive here. My apartment's a little bit bigger. It's kind of nice, nice area of town. I think this, this is a place that I can kind of make a go of it for some time. So cool. That's awesome. I've heard if you delete the Tinder app and then re-download it, it intentionally shows you the hottest people first, so you keep using it. Like it's like, or the, like the people that like you get swiped, uh, which which is the way that that you says you like them right or left. Right. I know. Right. So, yeah, I was really people... confused about that at yeah. the beginning. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Do it backwards. Um. There were okay. There was like um. I don't know, man. I one thing, not to be racist, but I don't swipe right on Russians. There's a lot of Russian <laughs> girls on there and stuff, and I don't swipe right on them because I don't know what they're into over here. Um, but probably nothing good, nothing good for me, probably. Um, but like there was this one Russian chick, and I was like trying to like make her go off my screen. I'm like, is it left? Is it right? I know I'll go up. Oh shit, up, up is super like. Which means, you know, it gets sent directly to her and tells her that you've liked her already. So she can choose then to like you or not like you. And then she I think she liked me. But then, like, she started speaking Russian and I said something in English and she bounced out of there. I'm like, whoo, thank God. <laughs> so I don't know. Wow. Super like really is a brave new world. <laughs> yeah. So right. Yeah. Right is like left is don't like and up is super, super like, like apparently. So there's wow. been, yeah, there's been several mishaps where, you know, and, and, and one thing I like to describe is just the, the, the utter apprehension, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not one, some guys just swipe right on everybody because they figure, you know, girls have got an advantage on this app because some girls be getting like, you know, mm -hmm. they get, they get matches every day. Mm -hmm. If you're a guy, you know, or well, if you're a guy like me, 
<laughs> sometimes there there's there's long dry patches in the desert of the uh, swiping game you know i don't know maybe it's my pictures maybe i'm not as young as i used to be maybe i need to hit the gym again or whatever but but the but the point is some people counteract this by swiping right on everybody so that then if anybody potentially matches with them they'll know about it and then they can decide what to do it's smart but it's not good sportsmanship i guess you could say right sportsmanship like you're not <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to get a lot of false matches with girls that you have no intention of ever matching with. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? Why is this guy like ghosting me or whatever? <laughs> you're not helping. <laughs> well, it's, you know. Uh, yeah, the world is uh, the world is, uh, you know, supply and demand, the the economics of it, you know, dis- mm-hmm. d- different uh, different motivations, different different uh, incentives, et cetera, at all, you know. It can all be explained, but it's not nice in, in the in the meantime. Yeah, for sure. So. Now, do people ever get to the date and they don't look like the picture that they put on their profile? Um, I think that can happen. I've heard about that happening. Yeah. Hmm. It's a it's a scary prospect. I I tried to be fair. I I like didn't upload any photos that were more than a year old of me. Just you That's know. Good. I want to be fair, you know, I don't, and I, and I wouldn't want to be the guy who shows up like not looking like myself at 26 or whatever, you know, I'd, I'd feel bad, <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't play that game, which may be why I'm not getting as many right swipes as I should, mm-hmm. but, but whatever, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, everybody can choose to play the game however they want, I guess. <laughs> now, uh, is Tinder for people that are like, are you looking for a relationship on Tinder? Is this just hooking up? Like, what is it like? I, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Like, is it just like, can you say what you want? You can say what you want. Okay. Uh, and, you know, whatever you may get. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of looking for a relationship, I think. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, if some one night stands were to happen in the middle, I mean, that'd be okay. But a lot of girls like have this on their profile. They say no one night stands, no FWB, no friends with benefits. Like a lot of mm-hmm. girls don't want to play that game. So, or they say they don't, you know, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> so. we should probably listen to what they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hashtag me too, I guess. <laughs> Put, put me down for that too. <laughs> if that's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, you know, I, yeah, relationships, a good thing. I mean, it's a beautiful thing if you can get it. So, um, yeah, I mean, my, my last ex-girlfriend, like she left Korea almost exactly a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. After that, a couple months after that happened, you know, I decided when my old boss left the company and my new boss was an idiot and came in and I, uh, I realized like I'm, I may not be long for this neighborhood. So mm-hmm. I got to, you know, I should have changed my dating strategy or I don't know. I don't know what I should have done this, this last year, 2018 has been in many ways, a total wash politically, mm-hmm. romantically, whatever. Yeah. But I'm, 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 you know, I'm getting my Tinder game on now to some degree, you know, I don't want to brag. I mean, there's, there's definitely people who are, who are doing it a lot better than I am right now on there. So, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm trying to go out with a bang here yeah. metaphorically. Right. 
course. Uh, now, is Tinder the only one you use? Do you use any other apps? Um, I've, I've used a couple of other ones, but like I, you know, uh, I forget what those ones are called. Like, oh God, there's I a probably Bumble. Look them up Bumble's on. one where I think women have to initiate contact. Yeah, like that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I don't use Bumble. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, no, actually, it, that does happen because the girl I talked to tonight, she actually contacted me after we matched, I guess. She saw it first and messaged me, which the other two didn't, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. In a way, I think that's a good thing because, I don't know. I feel like sometimes women don't understand the pressure that men are under to approach them first. And, you know, girls be shooting guys down in vicious, vicious manner sometime. And they don't understand even like how, you know, how much you actually have to put yourself out there to approach them, the stakes and stuff. And, you know, like sometimes we discuss these things in like class and conversation class about like, you know, da, 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 like, would you ever approach an attractive member of the opposite sex on the on the subway or something? And the girl's like, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Why would I do that? And it's like, well, guys have to do it, like, in order to, or, you know, not necessarily on the subway, but, like, guys have to approach and stuff. And, like, so would you do it? Could you do it? And they're like, oh, I don't think I could do it. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, like, what we have to do. And, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes women are nice and understanding about it. And sometimes they're not. <laughs> it's just, like, mm -hmm. it's a hard thing. Yeah. Now, do you think the apps are making people less able to do that, though? Guys, I mean, that was the only way you could do it before the apps was to approach people. I think the people who could do that before can probably still do that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I was I was a little apprehensive about my date the other night, but I just went in with no no expectations. And I, you know, I was perfectly charming, I think. I think I did everything OK. And I think like. I think I could have lined up a second date very easily if I wanted to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, she was talking about she might be in my area sometime, so maybe we could meet up if she's in my area. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, I, I think I still have social skills, although, you know, mostly what I do is work my ass off all the time and play video games and read books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, But, I mean, teaching, like I'm teaching, so I'm interacting with humans every day. Right, for, more time than sometimes I'd like to, although my students are great. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's the, it's the way of the future, I guess. Yeah. It's a weird thing though. There's something kind of addictive about it. Just swiping, just swiping left and right, swiping left and right. You know, mm -hmm. would I, or wouldn't I, would I, or wouldn't I, wouldn't I, or wouldn't I. And my, my concern is that like a lot of people probably wouldn't even be able to stop swiping even after they actually get what they want, you know? And I, mm. you know, <laughs> I hope I know where the cutoff point is if I find the right person, but yeah. Well, it wouldn't, I think the big thing now is that you uh, make it official. They're exclusive by like deleting the apps at the same time in front of each other. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, I'm sentimental though. <laughs> About the app. Well, you know, you meet people, you talk to people. I don't know. You're your social guy. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's uh, what you're going to tell him, right? <laughs> yeah. I like people. I like humans, other humans. Just, just here for friendship. <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> I'm normal. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to know someone's normal is if they say, I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, so it's 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 still going on. Yeah, that's that's what that's what's happening now. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping like I'm hoping for the longest time I just wasn't getting matches because Tinder was like recognizing that I was not a reliable user and stuff. But now that I've kind of been on it pretty consistently, you know, for the past couple of weeks or whatever, they're like, oh, okay, this guy's getting serious. Okay, we're gonna start sending some matches his way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. So what's your opening line when you match with somebody? Oh, it's, you know, I mean, just nothing. Just, hey, hi. It it just really depends on what their bio's like or what they say they're looking for or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, if it's it's usually just, hi, hi, uh, nice to meet you, da 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 uh, You know, if there's something in their bio that's kind of funny to comment on or something, maybe I'll do that or... Mm-hmm. Uh, but these days, like, I, I'm all about just getting to the date, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Like last year, a couple of years ago when I was using a different one, I think I was using Scout and something else. I forget the other one, too. That was very it was very much like a Scout clone or maybe Scout was a clone of it. But like the thing was, I would get wrapped up in these like 40 minute conversations with people that were like two hours away and they had no intention of ever meeting anybody on the app. (laughs) And and like, you know, and they were, you know, kind of sketchy people in some cases or whatever. It's just like, you know, nobody wants to do that. And if you spend too long, if you spend too long, too much time chatting on the app, you'll never, you'll, you'll never like make yourselves actually meet each other in person or, you know, you'll, you'll do something that disqualifies yourself or they'll do something that disqualifies themselves in the conversation on the app. When in reality and face-to-face conversation, it wouldn't go down like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I just try to get it to the date. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you're trying to get to anyway. And if you know that that's the person you want to go out with, I mean, just, yeah, I think also too, I think there's a lot of people who like aren't actually available that like chat people up on these apps and then really frustrate people who are looking for something just because it's like the thrill of the hunt or whatever, I guess, for people. Apparently a lot of people complain about that. We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, (laughs) I'm just saying, who who really knows what they want? You know, you say, you know, you're not looking for a one night stand, but maybe with this person you are, you know, maybe you're looking for a relationship, but like, you know, with this person, you could make an exception. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's all a negotiation, right? For everybody. Sure. Yeah. You should include that in your vows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> what does your yeah. bio say, though? Do you go with a joke? Do you try to like, what do you do? Oh, I don't even remember what I wrote. I think I wrote something about I'm sort of looking for a relationship or something. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. I'm like, I've been in Korea for a little bit. Da, 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 da. I Honestly, I don't even remember what it says, but it's mm. writing a bio is really hard, right? You yeah. Know, it's really hard. Like, I mean, you know, you got to know what you want or what you're looking for. You got to know what to present to of yourself, what not to present, what to, you know, it, it's a, you know. It's it's an art. And frankly, some of the bios I've seen are hilarious on the other side, too. Some of the women's bios are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And so it's always interesting when you see like a funny bio that's just kind of like, I don't know. It's yeah, I, I can't think of any good examples right now, but there have been some that are really funny there. So any final thoughts for the voters of America before we uh, head into this final days here? I don't know, guys, go out, vote. Vote for the Democrats. Even if you even if you kind of like Trump, vote for the Democrats. It'll be more interesting and entertaining, you know. 
Watch, watch him scream for a couple of years. He probably won't get impeached. He'll probably get to finish his first four years. But on the off chance that the Democrats are right, as we've been about many, many things over the years, just preserve the union. <laughs> you know, take that chance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do us that solid. But, right. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, we, we, you know, who knows? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not as eloquent as I was before, but perhaps <laughs> like I don't know. It's uh and if you're a Democrat, there is zero excuse not to vote right now. Get out there and vote. I don't care what state you're in. I don't care if you're in a blue state. This needs to be a wave election, you know. I don't care if you think, "Oh, it doesn't matter if I vote or not," you know. Go out there and vote. Send a message. I think from what I've heard, the numbers are already a little bit higher than they were in 2014, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. I'll be honest. I was complacent in 2014. I don't know. I was busy with other things. You know, I'm not sure I voted either, honestly, for 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I, I realize now it's important. It's important every time. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I've hit my mid thirties, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know why young people don't vote. I've I've tried to vote every, you know, every general election, every uh, every presidential election I've been able to. Mm-hmm. And I think from this point on, I'm going to vote in every uh, every midterm I can, too, because, uh, you know, uh, the stakes are too high. Whether you've got a Democratic rep- president or Republican president, you need mm-hmm. to make things, you know, generally you need to make things easier for the Democrat and harder for the Republican. I mean. It's just you need to do that at any time. There's no mm-hmm. wrong time to do that, basically. So, yeah. And I think like I was saying, like, I could never be a Republican because 50 mm-hmm. percent of everything they do is for Christians explicitly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Christian. So we got nothing they, for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously they're against me. They're against my people. The, they're against people who believe the way I do and the way, you know, people of any other religion believe. And, you know. They've been playing with racism since before I was born, and uh, they're they're doubling down on it more and more every day. And you know, it's like I mean, when the when the when the shooting happened in the in the church, we didn't we didn't have to ask if that was a Bernie supporter or a Hillary supporter or a Trump supporter. We all knew what it was going to be, and of course. Republicans have to do what they want to do. They want to say, oh, well, false flag. Maybe it was a Democrat. Maybe the, you know, the the Democrats mailed the bombs to themselves. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, they're, they're, they're grasping at straws. They're going for conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, utterly disgraced. I mean, is, is there even going to be a Republican Party after this is all over? Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know. If if, if, the, if people shame ever catches up with them, there shouldn't be. They need to start mm-hmm. over from square one and figure out what, you know, you could be a conservative, you know, figure mm-hmm. out what being conservative actually means to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Republican Party is. I don't know, you know, maybe they had a chance back when after the Romney loss, they talked about how they were going to, you know. We've talked before about the uh, the the internal review of you know what they need to do in the future. Appeal to Hispanic voters, right? Now um, they chose Trump instead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is I, I think historically, from a historical perspective, 
the amount of damage that has been done to their brand over the past since 2015 basically three years has um it's unprecedented you know it's like Mm -hmm. i mean nixon comes out looking like a choir boy compared to this um i don't know you know it's uh I, I i would be very interested to talk to a republican who i don't know i don't know what the word is for the type of republican you'd have to talk to <laughs> somebody who could i don't know someone who is fact-based mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to get somebody, but I just I don't know anybody that would fit the description like everybody who is still with this guy. It's basically like they know he's operating in bad faith. And as long as it keeps working in their favor, they really don't care. And all those things where like people say, oh, maybe the Democrats mailed the bombs to themselves. Oh, look, you know. Maybe Robert Mueller, uh, you know, you know, molested some people. Uh, Oh, wait, it was people we paid. Yeah, we didn't even get to that. Like, but yeah, that, that this was, is yeah. I was reading about that today, and I was actually gonna. I was actually starting to watch the video of that before you called there a second oh, time. Um, there has developed in the last week, as I'm sure all of you have noticed, a rather tragic and sad backstory that somehow I or Jacob or others uh, paid or attempted to pay some woman for coming forward. None of this is true. Caroline has received, and Jacob will tell you a lot about this, has received a number of threats. She is frightened, frightened for her life. What she is alleging is that a rape took place at some point during the week of August 2nd, 2010, in New York City. Miss Cass is a, is a fashion designer. She's well-educated. She comes from a good family. Uh, she is a gal who has an illustrious background. She is not politically oriented. The Washington Post reported that Mr. Mueller, they re-reported that Mr. Mueller was at jury duty as to discredit this accuser. That's why they re-reported it. That's why it's going around. Jacob, but but real quick, real quick, excuse August me. 3rd, 2010. Excuse me. Rather than double-checking and saying, wait a second, was he only at jury duty? Sometimes people go to jury duty, but they're also somewhere else. Was he only at jury duty? No, instead of, it's, oh, hang on, it's not funny. This is not a laughing matter. So you're 20 years old. Describe to me your investigative experience. And when did you get this honorary Harvard Law degree? Oh, yeah. it's, a figure, it's, a figure of, it's a figure of speech. Okay. Okay, so you're 20 years old. What is your investigative? What is your background as a professional investigator? Like I said, I, I've done a handful of Sorry, matters. I've done a handful of matters like this over the years. Um, my, you know, my uh, mission here is not to establish a narrative. It's not to follow an agenda. Wait a minute. It's so to bring forth. It's a. It's, hang on, hang on. It's, excuse me. It's to bring forth the facts and let the facts speak for themselves, and that's what we've done here. The gentleman in the back. Prison? Yes, sir. Are you both prepared for federal prison? Uh, no, <laughs> we are not. Uh, well, I'll give you the last. But yeah, that's, that's hilarious. It's, the thing is, I think most Democrats can characterize what a Republican was thinking when they did something stupid, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I don't think that most Republicans could honestly characterize what Democrats are thinking when we mm-hmm. support whatever we support, you know? Right. They, I don't think they can honestly, I don't think they could do a reasonable facsimile. Like, obviously, the Republicans thought, Oh, these Democrats, they, they did the Christina Blasey Ford. She she falsely accused our guy to be the Supreme Court as being a rapist. And 
you know what? We're going to do that to their their golden cow. We're going to we're going to accuse Robert Mueller of rape and see how they like it. They mm-hmm. couldn't even do it right, you know. No. And and I'm not I, I'm not saying that false accusations of rape don't happen because they fucking do. But you know, if you're a Republican and you're fucking incompetent, then it's <laughs> it's a lot harder to to stage this type of thing than then these people apparently think it is. And they're, they're trying to go after Robert Mueller with like, Hey, we'll pay all these random women who may have been in the same city as Robert Mueller 30 years ago to accuse him of rape. Oh, Oh, we offered to pay them over like a secure chat line. And then they went and they, they told him, Oh my God. Oh, we had one woman lined up, but she didn't come. So me and my buddy came and now people are asking us if we are prepared to end up in federal prison <laughs> for, for, you know, I don't know. De- I don't know if is this defamation is this defamation or slander. I don't even know don't, which one would fall sure. under. <laughs> I've never been clear on that, but it's clearly one well, of them, well, or, if not both of print, them. So it wouldn't be liable, but yeah, it's it's probably either slander or defamation. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. They probably wrote something somewhere too. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. No <laughs> so, doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me of what they tried to do with. Uh, remember when all the Roy Moore accusers came forward, and then that Project Veritas tried to like sting the Washington Post with like a fake accuser, and then they asked like mm-hmm. the most cursory, you know, questions, and they realized it was a, you know a total fraud, so they didn't run with it. It's like this is what these people do. Like they think, like you said, they think everyone else is operating in bad faith. So why don't we try it? How do they see how they like it? It's like no, maybe it's because we're based in reality, and all you do is try to like you know, oh, but what would what this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, and and the sad thing is when I watched them sting that woman by the Washington post. Yeah. I, I felt physically uncomfortable for her and I shouldn't have felt uncomfortable. She no. deserved everything she got. She got, she deserved more than she got there. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, she was lying, lying, lying and it was unraveling on, you know, secret camera in a, in a diner somewhere in New York city, I guess, or Washington or wherever the hell it was. And it's just like, I felt bad for the woman, but it's, she got herself into this because she's an idiot. And because she believed these people and because these people, I, I don't know, that's a whole nother case, but. This is a GoFundMe um, page, yeah. um, which, which has your name on it, Jamie Phillips. Yeah. And, uh, and it has also, let's see, where was that? It lists um, somewhere, a, a donation from the person that you said was your child, Taylor. Um, and it says that uh, that you're moving to New York um, and that you've accepted a job to work in the conservative media movement to combat the lies and deceit of the liberal MSM. I'll be using my skills as a researcher and fact checker to help our movement. So I just wanted to ask you if you could um, explain this. And I also wanted to let you know, Jamie, um, that this is being uh, recorded and video recorded. Um, yeah, I was looking to take a job last summer mm-hmm. in New York, but it fell through. So mm-hmm. I ended up not taking the job. Okay. So, but you were interested in doing this job? Can you talk about that a little bit? And yeah, it was going to be with um, the Daily Caller. The Daily Caller. Yeah. Okay. But it didn't. It ended up falling through, so I wasn't able to do it. Uh huh. My, because my fiance was relocating to New York, so I was looking for a job to go with him. Uh huh. And 
I, it didn't work out. So I ended up just staying doing what I was doing at the time. Uh huh. Uh huh. And what was your interest in working for the Daily Caller? Um, I just I like the I like their stories, and uh -huh. I thought that I would be good at doing research and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. just based on my background with the mortgage business, like that's pretty much all I do all day is like research things. Mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. But it didn't pan out for me. So. Yeah. So okay. So you so you you tried to get the job, but you did but you didn't get the job. You're saying. No, I went through the interview process and I thought that it was going to go well. Like I, I had a good feeling about it, but then like at the last minute, I just I didn't get the job. So. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, and so who was the person that you interviewed with? It was a lady named Kathy. What was her last name? Johnson. Kathy Johnson. And where was it? In the New York area. Uh-huh. But I don't know like why we are going into all this yet. Well, I haven't even agreed to go through with the story yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well since you you know, since you contacted us. Yeah. Um uh, you you reached out to us. You know we you know went ahead and did some background uh, yeah. information, you know, background checking. You know what I mean on yeah. on some of the things that you had told Beth about yeah. your story. And so this came up, and so I just want to understand what that's about and why you would want to work for the Daily Caller. And I'm also, you know, frankly, want to know if you're um, who who you might be working for now. I work. I still do mortgage work. Well, it's a little bit of an issue there, and you know, I just want to ask you to explain it because when we called the company that you said that you worked for, um, they said they didn't have that you didn't work there. Did you talk to the corporate office? Um, Beth made the phone call, and uh, I know that she said that you, uh, they didn't have an employee by by your name there. Yeah, Jamie. The, yeah, I'm not sure which office she called because there's a whole bunch all over the country. Uh-huh. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so, you know, again, you know, I want you to know that this is being uh, recorded and video recorded. So if there's anything you want to say about why you're here and how you came to be sitting here, I really, I really would like to know that story as well. I mean, I... I mean, we're, we're planning to write a story about this, so this would probably be a good opportunity if you want to explain a little bit more and, and uh, about all this. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I told, I told you already that I wasn't even sure that I wanted to go through with the story at all. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I think I probably just want to cancel and not go through with it at this point. Okay. And um, can, do you want to explain any more about how it was that you, you know, how you came to, to call us and... Um, no, I just saw an article last, I saw that article that was posted, mm -hmm. and that's how I reached out for Beth. Uh-huh. And are you in contact with other people? Are you in contact with the Roy Moore campaign? No, or no, no, Steve Bannon? No, or Breitbart? No, or, no, not at all. Uh-huh. So did your, uh, do you still have an interest in, as this says, um, 
combating the lies and deceit of the liberal MSM? Do you still have an interest in and working uh, in the conservative media movement to combat the lies and deceit of the liberal MSM? Is that no. is that still your interest? No, not really. Yeah. Not at this point. No. No. So, so if you're not working for that uh, mortgage company, where are you working? I, I work for one of the branches. I don't work for one for of the. Uh huh. And what's the franchise? It's a. a you said brand. a friend. A branch, yeah. A branch. Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. And and where is that? In um, it was out of Atlanta. It was out of Atlanta. And they allow us to work remotely. Uh huh. And so but where? I, mean, I don't really want to get into any more details about my life because. Uh huh. I mean, it's like obvious that you're like not believing me, so I don't really see the point of. Uh huh. Even continuing the meeting. Yeah. You know. So. I probably should just like cancel the whole thing. Okay. Okay, well, if there's anything, you know, if there's anything you want to say for the record, um, you know, we're, like I said, we're planning to write a story. Um, your name will be, you know, probably could be in the story. Um, and I mean, I don't, so if you want to explain, this is your chance to, to explain. Story. Well, um, we're all on the record, you know, as I said, and, I and this is, and this is you, know. right. Um, but this is your chance now if you want to really explain this. I mean it. I mean, I, I, to I, explain. I, I, mm -hmm. So, I mean, I haven't agreed to go on the record at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what there is to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to go over it anymore? Uh, you said you you said you work. Um, where do you live now, by the way? I'm not going to answer any more questions. Okay. I think I'm okay. So, okay. Sorry to have brought you all the way out here. Okay. Am I being recorded? No. Again, Jamie, in all seriousness, if you if you want to say anything else about how it is that you came to be sitting here, yeah. really, I mean, you're 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 welcome to do so. You have my number. I'm interested in hearing about it. No, I mean, I literally just saw the and story. You, and you know and how to find Beth. I saw the story and reached out to her. Uh huh. So, okay. I mean, nothing really else to say. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I thoroughly am looking forward to watching these two kids unravel um, in their press conference they held where the, the woman, the supposed accuser, didn't even come forward. <laughs> they There may not even be a woman. We don't even know. They couldn't agree how to spell her name like caroline yeah. something and they said it has an e no it's no e we uh, we don't know it's like she's a real woman believe us 
She goes to school I mean, in Canada. You don't know her. <laughs> I mean, and then they said, oh, she was scared for her life because she didn't uh-huh. want to come here. Of course, because Democrats, the, the party of guns is so dangerous, yeah. right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I'm sure, you know, if, if you if you cough in public, I, I know you get death threats from somebody these days. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> come on, Republicans, you don't have anything to be scared of yet. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know. Uh, let's let's keep it real. Like you can you can oh god the democratic mobs oh oh it's so scary can't handle it. But let's be real. There are no democratic mobs. You motherfuckers are the mob, and uh, yeah. So but but the thing is it's like it's they they may have thought they didn't even need a woman. You know they could just right. say that they had a woman, but she was too scared to come forward because she was being abused and threatened and stuff. And so li- liberals would understand that and not insist that she come forward. And then they're like, oh, oh, shit, we don't actually have a woman. Maybe there is a woman. I'm, I'm sure they paid her handsomely to lie, you know, or, you know, hey, may, you, you, let's believe women. OK, if there's a woman, we'll believe her. But let her come forward and let's have an FBI investigation. Same thing we wanted to do for uh, Blasey Ford and uh, and Kavanaugh. But they don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. My favorite detail from this whole Robert Mueller thing was the uh, uh, the security company that they had listed uh, actually was the guy's mom's cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently he complained during the thing. He's like, oh, people keep calling my mom. Oh, make it stop. It's like, asshole, you put your mom's cell phone on the fake website for the fake company that you made up to put forward these fake charges. Fuck you and your mom. You know, (laughs) fuck you all. It's Unbelievable. Just the, uh, you know, and but the thing is, we can understand exactly what they're thinking. We'll show the Democrats. Oh, we'll do the same thing to them that they did us. Oh, it's not working the same. Why not? It must be like the fake news media or something. Oh, gosh. You know, uh, God, I hope we don't go to prison for, you know, what we've done. It's it's (laughs) it's just, you know. Uh, It'd be funny if it wasn't. So I don't know whether to laugh or cry with these people. (laughs) Yeah, I. When there are consequences, we can start to laugh. Yeah. Right. Until if they if they let these people off and just like, well, you tried. Gosh, you guys, you sure had some gumption there. We got to respect that. <laughs> if they let it go like that, then we we can't laugh. <laughs> but yeah, they both belong in jail. Yeah, it's, for sure. You know, it's it's uh, disinformation. It's character assassination. It's slander. It's libel. It's you know. And hey, you know what? To be fair. If, if it had come out, if there had been incontrovertible evidence, which Republicans will insist there was, that Christina Blasey Ford had been lying about Kavanaugh, I, I would say there should have been some consequences for her, too. But, you know, un, unlike what the president said, uh, failure to prove, you know, incontrovertibly is not proof of innocence for the accused. It's it's mm-hmm. just a it's just a it's just a wash. You know, yeah, and I I think everybody knows that the guy did some he did some shady shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean that's a whole nother can of worms, but uh, yeah, well, you probably ought to wrap up here. But uh, thanks for jumping on Skype with me here. I think I think this is one of our uh, most high fidelity episodes yet. So yeah, good deal, Bob. You never asked me about what music I've been listening to. What music you've been listening to, Cha? Oh. Interesting. You should ask. I uh, <laughs> right now I've got this 
the 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 uh, theme music for uh, the Five Thirty Eight podcast stuck in my head. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> it's pretty damn catchy. It's got huh. kind of like this, like kind of a Marshall beat or something, and it's kind of like a I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it sounds kind of like like the kind of like hip political techno noir thriller kind of House of Cards theme style type of thing going on. Very catchy. The thing is, like, apparently the song was totally scrubbed from the Internet, basically, after they brought it on for their song. So I can't find it on YouTube, can't find it anywhere. Apparently it's on Spotify, but I, I don't think Spotify works in Korea, so I can't I can't find the song anywhere. Hmm. Bob, if we, if we keep doing this podcast and it gets big, at some point you got to let us, like, uh, you know, pay royalties and actually get music in here. Okay. Well, you got to tell YouTube to stop uh, flogging my videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But um, I don't know. I'm thinking like cult of personality would be a good one at some point for certain mm. things. Uh, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, there's various. I mean, yeah, we could make some good tunes in here at certain points. Anyways, awesome. I will I will let you get going there. You got commitments with your family. Make sure yep. everybody votes. For sure. And All right. uh, I'm. We'll talk soon. Um, by the way, uh. You know, I've got the, the episodes of The Corner. I've got them downloaded. We can start working on that. Oh, Maybe sweet. at some point we can do a post-episode or a post-election episode, the fallout. Yeah, that's a good and idea. I've still got my heart set on The Shield at some point, although that's okay. going to be another big commitment. So. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's do The Corner here after the uh, midterms, and then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. So. All right. All right. Well, good deal, Bob. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, good to talk to you. Have a good uh, night there in Korea. Yep. Wish me luck on my dates. <laughs> Keep swiping. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't have to. All right, later All right. on, Bob. Later. Bye-bye.
If you enjoy this podcast, there are several ways to support it. Join the Rob Burgess Show mailing list. Go to tinyletter.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show and type in your email address. Then respond to the automatic message. I have a Patreon account, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash Rob Burgess Show Patreon. I hope you'll consider supporting in any amount. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Facebook, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, and RSS. The official website for the podcast is www.therobburgessshow.com. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. And if you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to therobburgessshow at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. Until next time.